This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. Welcome to take two of the award-winning League One podcast of the year, the Ailen Vale podcast. It is Wednesday the 30th of August, it's 10 past 8 at night, and we're here to review last night, where Port Vale reserves drew 0-0 with Crew Alex, took them to penalties, and Crew brought back Addy McCurdy to take the penalties for them. And the Vale go on to make the round three of the Cup for the first time since 2009-2010. And who did we play then, Johnny? Um, Was it Norwich in the third round that year? Can't remember. Yeah, because didn't we, it wasn't like the year we beat Forest, QPR, Norwich and then lost at Spurs? Yeah, it no. was the year we lost to Spurs, but I thought Spurs was round three, to be honest, but I couldn't really Spurs, Spurs was 2006-07. Was it? Foyley was in charge when we played Spurs. Yeah. Um, who cares, because this year we've gone further than Spurs, because they won't be in the hat for round three, where we are. So, as you know, joined by Johnny and Tom. How are you doing, Johnny? Yeah, can't complain, mate. Can't complain. Um, I thought it was pretty decent last night. Um, you know, it, it, it's nice when you see five academy lads on the pitch, was there, in total? Where Plenty, Smithy, um, Shorrock, Walters all on the pitch. So, that's four. Yeah, that's four. I was just thinking, I've got another one. Was there another? Can't no. Think. No. Oh, no. Bailey, Bailey was on the bench, funny. Yeah, yeah, Bailey, yeah I knew there was, I knew there was five. I just, I thought they all got on the pitch. But yeah, it was nice to see five academy lads get in. You know, it's always, it's, it's always a good day for them. Man, let's be fair, the, the other, the other lads who, who, who shine, who shone as well, are, are young youngsters for me. So, but, um, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, do you know one thing I did notice, and we're going to do ref watch straight away. Is I know that the ref on Saturday forgot his cards, 
But I don't know if I don't know if Stockbridge yesterday brought the refs cards from Saturday as well because he was giving them out like it was Christmas. Yeah, he was. I thought that myself. I thought God is giving these out very easily tonight. I, I, I don't think he got a decision wrong in terms of what any fouls he gave. No, like nothing I can I can think of it really. But I just I thought he was a bit too a bit too card happy. Yeah, and if we're doing ref watch now, we'll get ref watch done. Um, seven out of ten, to be fair. I think you know, as you say, I think all his decisions he got pretty much spot on. I can't think of anything that jumps out at me where I think God he got that decision was awful. Um, but as you say, a little bit card happy. That's the only criticism I've got of him. I was in Lawn Street last night and the crew manager, Lee Bal, seemed to moan at every single decision he gave. I, just, I don't know what his problem was, if I'm totally honest, but every decision he gave, he moaned. Um, but yeah, I thought he had an OK game without being outstanding. There was times where he could have let the game flow a bit more for me. But yeah. overall, he did OK. Certainly better than what we've seen in most of our games this season. Tom, yeah, Adam Refwatch. Yeah, same as you boys, just a little bit um, card happy, wasn't he? I think he set his precedence when the problem is when you book one, then you have to book anything similar. I think that was the case with he booked one of theirs first, and then he did. He booked one of theirs. Well, was yeah. it? Oh, the Ben Garrity one, I think, which to me was a bloody booking because he's caught him. Um, but yeah, I think it was. There was one or two bookings in the game where I think they've just they've just been fouls. That's all they need to be. Yeah. There's no need for bookings. And I'm, I'm I'll be honest, I was quite surprised that nobody picked up a second yellow. I was. Um, and I will but, say again, because of the early bookings of the crew player, every time the ref gave them a foul, Levi was asking the fourth official for a yellow card. Yeah. And I think and it, I get it, why he was from their perspective. That's not a knock at him, by the way, if anyone thinks it is, because I'd want us to do the same if I felt that we'd been given a soft jelly. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I think, obviously, them being the away side at the time, yeah, sometimes you feel the need, you have to maybe try and get in the refs here a little bit because, obviously, they... I don't care what you say. Some, a lot of referees are swayed by the crowd. Yeah. Um. So they haven't got that. Yeah, no. You know, they, they just had the small contingents in the bike cars. They wouldn't have, you wouldn't have heard them from the pitch. So it's, um, you know, it's down to Lee Ball there to get in the, get in the fourth officials here. Yeah. So I don't mind that so much. And I will say on, and that ref watch is brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. If you need your glasses fixing, get onto them, get onto the website, go see them and tell them best I sent you. Um, but I will say, I don't know if it's a sign of how far we've come as a club or how far crew have dropped as a club, but I've never seen a team celebrate like that just for conceding a goal kick. I don't know if they were that chuffed that they got that far up the pitch or what, but I don't know what they were celebrating for, but they were celebrating like they scored a goal just for giving a goal kick to the opposition. It was quite funny, that was. like you know, Being in the Hamel last night, seeing it go out for a goal kick and then seeing that the away end erupt, I was just a bit confused by it. I think it's a sign of how far we've come that they're actually that chuffed that they got the ball that far up the pitch that they celebrated like that because that's the only explanation I could have because there was no hint of a foul in there. Well, yeah, it was just like... I just don't get it. The ref like seemed to signal for a goal kick straight away. He did. And uh, that's what I mean. Like they, they just they, they they erupted, and I was just a bit like, "What? What have I missed?" I like I looked straight over to the liner as if like I thinking, 
oh, here we go. Has he, has he like, signalled something here that I've missed? And everyone was just, like, getting back in place. And I was like, what's, what's just happened? Do you know, Tom, any of you from up there would all be that elated that they got the ball that far up the pitch? Or... I wouldn't I wouldn't like to poke fun at such a thing. You know me, Bez, I'm not one for poking fun. Um, but, uh, I mean... Uh, and the truth that. is, Tom, neither would I normally, but I heard the section of their podcast. Yeah, well, we can come on to completely that. and utterly disrespectful. Yeah, we can come on to that podcast, can't we? Because he's had a little chirp on Twitter as well, hasn't he, today? Um, but no, I'd, yeah, they, they were disrespectful. And uh, I, I did want to say something on that, to be fair. I did want... Uh, there's been a couple of people, crew fan-wise, who were saying they, they've got us rattled. We're obsessed with them. Uh, we're not obsessed with you at all. The, the fact that we aren't the ones who consider it a derby... Um, the, the the reactions you've got from us are because you've poked, you've poked, you've poked and you've poked at us and you're getting a reaction. And I'll be honest, yeah, your fans went way too far on the opening day of the season with with that with the certain song, and I think that that poked um, that well, no, that didn't poke that that awoke a, a bit of a beast. And I I, I don't seen want that yesterday, and that was atrocious and yeah. what I will say I'm not going to give it any credit or anything but the fact that Crew Alex as a club haven't come out and condemned Condemned. that and released a statement on it says more about their club than anything and again there's some good Crew Alex fans out there this isn't a blast at the entire fan base but that says so much about the running of the club and the ownership of the club that's absolute scum yeah it is it is um and as as with regards to the, the 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 little podcasts um jive about Basel being a shithole and you know the ground's a shithole and you know it's not a very nice place to come crew is no nicer no worse than Basel it's pretty much the same it has its good it has its bad um open your eyes your ground your ground is miles miles behind Vale Park you haven't got a big fuck off screen for a start. You've just got a big little square tally in the corner. Um, a big fuck off stand that they never fill and, and well, don't, let, don't let us fill it. But yeah, exactly. Moan about, um, about tickets. Yeah, you, you bring. You, you've been going all week uh, that we haven't given you more tickets. I think the most I've ever seen crew bring in twenty eight years ago in the Vale is about fourteen hundred. I think, mm. um, and they put it down to you know it's it's not a nice place to cut. I aren't bothered. I don't want Vale Park to be a nice place to come for for um, away fans because I, you know, I want you to have a good day, but I don't want you to stand there on the terraces and not feel like a bit. Ooh, shit, this is a bit horrible here, isn't it? That's what I, you know. That's what it's about. You go to Galatasaray and do a fan review if you want a, da- a nice day out. And I'm, not, I'm not fucking comparing Vale to Galatasaray or anything like that before anybody jumps on that. But no, I think. We we uh, got behind the lads last night a lot more than I was. I was a bit worried that it was going to go a little bit pear shaped and there was going to be more chanting about them than there was about us. And I I was quite happy that there wasn't um, because it just showed that realistically we don't actually give a shite about them. They aren't our local derby. Stoke are our local derby. Stoke always will be our local derby. It doesn't matter if we haven't played them for 21 years. 
they are our local derby. So keep your shit opinions of the club who are sitting in the league above you going on to better things and you while you're pissing down the league and just carry on as you are and as for the podcast being nominated I think they said didn't they they were nominated mm-hmm. and I've just had a little look I think they were nominated for four awards but missed them all that might be wrong, but yeah, four misses. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we, uh, as far as I'm concerned now, everything that I'm going to say on last night's game is going to be about the veil. Yeah, totally Not with you, that. totally with you. Oh, it- the one, oh, the one thing I will say on the game about crew, they were much the better side first off and probably one of the best footballing sides that I've seen down the veil for a while. Yeah, first they off. They were, to be fair, they were. And I will say as well, because, you know, if you listen to our preview of the crew game, we haven't bashed crew or anything. This is a purely a retaliation of them. And as you say, Tom, they poked the bear and they wanted a reaction. So go for it. There's your reaction. And the weirdest thing I found from their podcast is they prefer be playing League Two football than being League One because we're in League One. Wow. I bet your directors think that when you've got... Let's be honest, your home stands at a quarter full anyway, whether whatever league you're in. But when you've now got derelict away ends with nobody coming to the away end, I bet your directors are really chuffed that, you know, Vale aren't selling 2,100 tickets for you once a season and instead you're getting 26 from Crawley coming up. But yeah, that's, as I say, not crew. You've got some good fans and they respected the 12 minute applause, what I saw very well. So thank you for that. Your podcast, you wanted poke. There's your retaliation. As far as I'm concerned, next week doesn't matter. We'll play it again maybe in 15 years in another cup. Johnny, anything else to say on them, lot? To, to be fair, mate, I couldn't give a shit. Like, I've, I, I said it from the start. I, I, I didn't class it as a derby. It was just another game in the League Cup for me. And it's, it's, it's going to stay that way. I think, like... They, they they've said what they've wanted because they they they're trying to take the moral high ground and and they try and force a rivalry that is yeah we're going to go through the exact same thing in a couple of weeks let's be fair we are we are so we I've like like I said to you I've I've already seen the email being sent round where they put the Staffordshire derby in so we know that we we know that them what closer to derby want want to want a rivalry as well but it's... are you poking the bear here Johnny yeah I am <laughs> but like it's, it's, it's just another it, one I just can't give a shit about like, if it's he carries on and Steph's listening it's the only thing he'll be poking for a while <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell horrible bastard <laughs> but no I say to me I just I, I just don't care no. And if any crew fans thinks that as a club we care and that Crosby cares, yeah, we want to win a game of football, but you don't make seven changes in a derby. You don't. You don't. You don't make seven. The, the, the thing is, right? You don't make seven changes, and you don't. Two of them aren't kids either, like yeah. actual children. Yeah. Like one of one of them three months ago. Well, one of them two a week and a bit ago got his GCSE results. Yeah. So, I mean, like you don't do you don't do that in, in a derby, do you? So, no. 
you don't. But yeah, let's get on to the game because that's enough of our retaliation to him. Let's talk about the match where, Tom, as you rightly say, first half crew looked a very good side. And to be fair, there was two players over the night for crew that I wouldn't mind at Vale. There was the left back who I thought was fantastic apart from that set that he missed from six yards out. And then Tracy come on up front and he looked dangerous for me. He looked decent apart. Them two stood out. I I would agree the left back first off, certainly. Uh, and I think there was a defensive midfielder who caught my eye a little bit. Who, what I say, defensive midfielder? He was, he was playing deep and getting the ball deep and making them tick a little bit. Um, I couldn't for the life of me give you his number though. Um, but then uh, um, the Tracy one. I think that was Thomas, the lad that went off and their midfield fell to pot. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I think the Tracy. I uh, I, I said. I actually spoke with Graham McGarry after the game last night. And, um, you know, they are a little bit, they do seem, he was under the similar impression that he's very good at getting himself in the positions mm. and he's very strong and he's very quick, but then nothing comes of it. Yeah. Which, I, yeah. I've... I think that may well sum up their attacking play. It was a lot of the time they had the ball around the box, but they just kept passing it and passing it and passing it. Yeah. But as we said, First half, crew by far the better side. Second half, fail by far the better side, especially once the changes come on. And if you want to view for how the game went statistically, possession-wise, they had 60% of the ball to crew's 40. Total shots, they had 50. Yeah, 60 to 40, yeah. Yeah, that's surprising. I, I saw hmm. these stats earlier, so maybe it didn't surprise me as much as you. Yeah. Total shots then, Johnny, have you seen this stat yet? No, I'm not seeing any. That's why it surprised me. Vale had 15 shots to cruise six. On target, okay. Vale had three to cruise two. Corners, six for Vale, two for crew. Clear cut chances, one in the entire game, and that went to crew, and that's got to be the one that the left back missed from six yards out, where I thought it was easier to score. Oh, miss. mate, he wasn't six yards out. He was on the goal line. I didn't know how he's done it. Yeah, and you were in the ammo. You've had a better view than that than me. I was in yeah. the but yeah. Well, put it, put it this way, and... and... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the words. So, Bez, if you do want to close your ears, do it now. Um, Cruz's first half expected goals was 0.93. Uh, that so, chance must have been most of that. Well, that's what I mean. I, I know that you're not a big fan of it, but but uh, um, that was a 0.77. So, nearly 80 percent of the time, you, you've you've got a goal there. Mm. Yeah, no, it says it all. Um, block shots, Vale had eight block shots to Cruz, two. Tackles, one, six for Vale, three for Crew. Aerial duels, one, 26 for Vale, 13 for Crew. Um, but the all-important stat, of course, it finished nil-nil after 90 minutes, went on to penalties, where Vale won two-nil on penalties, with Vale only yeah. taking three and Crew taking four. Do you, do you know what's mental? Go on. Do you know we had 70% possession in the second half? That doesn't surprise me, you know. Yeah, and I think it was I think they had that much of the I think they probably had 60% of the possession first half. Yeah, no, they had 40, they had 49% first half. We had 51. Oh well, that's surprising. Oh, that, I'm not that buying, I'm not buying that. That does surprise me. I thought they had far more of the ball first half than we did. I did. No, I did, if I'm totally honest. First fucking ten minutes we couldn't get out as half. No, we couldn't. We couldn't. And let's get on to them then. So we've done ref watch. Um, Johnny, before the game, you messaged me 
with your thoughts on the lineup. And as we've already said, seven changes. There was only the goalie and the back three that stayed. Um, and you said, was "Wow, that's a bold eleven. Confident in youth or protecting for Oxford? Time will tell. Time did tell. Yeah, I, I think it's a mixture of both, really. Yeah, I do. Um, but yeah, do you know what? Like for me, Crosby Crosby gets an eight, eight out of ten because I think he's done pretty much what he planned." In terms of he's gone right, okay. We'll give the majority sixty minutes, and then we'll give half an hour to all blast the massy willow. Chizzy got ten minutes, didn't he? And Planty got twenty odd. So I, th- I think he did the right thing, uh, protecting all blaster and Wilson definitely. But yeah, he's. Yeah, the end of it. We're in round three, aren't we? So it's yeah, it's positive. It's would I like us to make seven changes next time? No, but I said in the group earlier, and I know that there was a bit of conversation around it. That the league is 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 the importance for me. Like, I'm not really. The cup's lovely for the fact that it obviously adds a bit of coffers. We're probably because you're not going to see this money till January, realistically now, because we don't know who we're going to get in the, the third round and what the money's going to come from it. Um, but... However, playing, you know, let's say tonight we go and draw Liverpool and we know we're going to make 100 grand from it. Does that give the board the authority to then go, do you know what, we know 100 grand's coming next month. Is a little bit extra go spend before Friday on perhaps that player that we're chasing that's just at the moment slightly out of reach, and you can go. Do you know what? He's in reach now. I think it does. I, I think it, I think it definitely does. But I also think that you, you're you're giving yourself twenty twenty four hours to create to to find a target, aren't you? Um, Which that's why I went for a player that's. We're in talks with, but at the moment, maybe it's just slightly. Because, yeah, I agree with you. And let's be honest, the flip side is we could get Middlesbrough away where their fans aren't going to turn up. It's a long way for our fans. There's about 5,000 there. We don't win and we don't make a pittance from it. It all depends yeah. on the draw tonight, doesn't it? it and does, that's no disrespect yeah. to Middlesbrough, by the way. It's just, let's be honest, Middlesbrough fans aren't going to be excited that Port Vale are coming. No. And that and that and that's the big thing in City. It, it does all come down to to money at the end of it, with a cup competition, especially for a team like us. Like there was there was some good debate actually last night on Talk Sport on why Spurs, for example, made so many changes when they're not in Europe and realistically they've only got the chance of winning two trophies. Um, we aren't in that bracket of having a chance of winning the League Cup. We're looking at the League Cup as how much money can we can we get from this? Realistically, Vale are looking at it and going, we want Man United, Arsenal, Man City away, where we know it's going to be a fuller house. We know the ticket prices are going to be able to be to be larger, and you get 50 percent of that plus your TV rights. Mm. Um, and that's that that's the sort of thing that we'll be looking at. Part of me thinks, well, do we get a Bradford or a Sutton or someone like that, and let's let, let's see if we can shit out as far as we can. Um, remember the other season, Burton getting to the semi-final by 
by doing pretty much that. Like look at the draw, and that that's probably that probably set them up for three or four seasons. And I will say, obviously, it's highly publicised that next week's game against Crew, the winner gets ten thousand pound because it's the Pizza Trophy and the Premier League pump money into it to get their under twenty ones in. Do you know, when friend of the show Simcock sent to me today, so thank you, how much money we got prize money for winning round one? Do either of you know? What? Round one of the, of the Carabao? Yes. I imagine we didn't get any, because I don't think there is until the final, is there? Five grand for winning round one. Uh, it's all right. I've just, had a, I've just had a little look on my phone, weirdly, before you said that, at what the prize money is, and I couldn't find anything for the rounds. It just came up with... The winner of the Carabao Cup gets £100,000. Yeah, it was five grand for getting through round one. Round two was seven grand. So last night, seven grand for the win. Compared to next week, which is 10. And I know people don't like next week's competition. I totally understand why. I respect it. I don't. I still go. Don't like it. But that's the difference. So it isn't a massive money generator unless you get a big boy. And that's yeah, you've got you've got to get it's, it's it's this ideally you you don't want a big boy at home, you want a big boy away because it's mm. a 50-50 split of the gate receipts. Is it or is it forty forty twenty? Because the FA oh, well, forty yeah. forty twenty. Uh, well, I assume once. I think once it's all similar. The costs, uh, yeah, but even more, you're getting more out of forty five thousand yes. people there than you are at twelve thousand people there. Yes, of course. Um, but on the subject of the, the team he picked last night, I agree that I wasn't expecting probably quite as many changes as he made. No, I wasn't. Uh, I was expecting a few to get a run out. Wasn't quite expecting him to take apart everything apart from the back four. Yeah. Back, yeah. By back four, I'm including the three and Connor. Yes, of course, yeah. And let's get into it. Last night's game brought to you by Johnny's Bar and Booslem. If you want a pint, get yourselves down there. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is open. Obviously, it'll be open when you get back from Oxford Saturday if you're in and around Booslem. So pop and have a beer. And if you're out Friday night, go have a beer. Tell him Bez is sending. So let's get into it. Johnny, in goal. Super Connor Ripley's in goal. Yes. Um, I've... I think it's a first for me. I don't think I've ever seen a keeper clean, keep a clean sheet um, in in a penalty shootout. No. And and ninety minutes. So yeah, I think I think that's that 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 was new. And that's three games at Vale Park. We haven't conceded a goal now. We haven't conceded since Fleetwood. It is, and it's also it, it, it's also um, is, isn't that um, six penalties he's faced. And uh, seven penalties he's faced, and he's only conceded two anti. Conceded one at Charlton. Conceded yeah. one at Charlton. Save Which one was... against Reading. Save well, four didn't go in last night, so that's six. Who's the other? Is that? But yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So six he's faced. Five haven't gone in. One's gone in. Yeah, that that's that's. I, I know there it's not a decent record, regardless. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Because I tell you what, let's give him some credit for the ones that weren't saved. Because if you're taking a penalty and you're looking at that goal, Conor Ripley fills a fair chunk of that goal. And straight away in your head, you're thinking to beat this goalie, if he goes the right way, I've got to get it right in the corners. I can't just place it and sort of hope that he doesn't quite reach. If he goes the right way, he's filling a lot of that goal. Well, did you hear what he said last night? Yeah. 
you. He went the right way on every penalty. And I've watched yeah. him back. And he actually went the right place, not just the right way. So the one that hits the bar, the underside of the bar, if you watch how he dives, he makes himself almost smaller to get to the top corner, but then moves his hand away because he knows it's hitting the bar. And I don't think he wanted to take the risk that he gets a little bit on it and that d- d- like diverts it in. So Paulo Nash has got to take a shit ton of credit for that. Yeah. But Connor Ripley, I, I think he I think he sold himself a bit short for it. And I know why. He seems quite a modest bloke. Um but like he's gotta take it. He takes on both standstill in a penalty shootout. And I know he, he, he hinted at it, but a keeper looks fucking daft, don't they, if it's rolled either side of him and they've stood still. But it's taken huge balls for him to do it. And I tell you what, I think he would have broke my leg, that shot would have. Because it made some thud. Should I tell you what I didn't like about that? What? He didn't go and fetch the ball for his mates after. <laughs> <laughs> As a gobble, go and fetch the ball for your mate. <laughs> so they're, you... they're the one who've got the most on their plate. If anybody, someone else should go and fetch it. No, because what happens as a rule, and to be fair, crew weren't clever enough for this, but what happens as a rule then is the opposition goalie goes and fetches it and starts getting in the head as he's passing them the ball. In all fairness, crew hadn't got the nouse to do that. Well, yeah, well that, that what I did, that yeah, what I did notice was uh, obviously now we know about his water bottle and it's becoming quite a common thing now that they have the penalty takers uh, on the water bottle. Um, and Johnny, you'll have had a better view than this of me. Um, was he giving it to a steward so that the their cruise keeper didn't see it? He wrapped, he wrapped it in his towel and gave it to, give it to um, either the steward or the ball boy. I don't know. Yeah, because so, obviously the crew goalkeeper would have been standing in the same area as where. Yeah, where Connor's uh, water bottle was, wasn't he? So yeah, he properly wrapped it up in this every time. Like he he, he wrapped it up like a present in the towel, and then he gave it to. I think it was the ball boy to be fair, because I think it was a purple bib. Was it? I I couldn't tell whether it was a ball boy or whether it was a steward. Well, yeah, he, he, was, de- he was definitely getting someone to look out for it. And the other thing there that was surprising, he didn't watch the penalties that we took either. Ripley didn't. No, I noticed that. Yeah, he had his back to it every time. Yeah. So did Crosby. Well, yeah. He said that, didn't he? He said he just sat in the dugout. He just sat in the dugout, yeah. 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 We're getting good at these penalties, aren't we? We are, yeah. We we digress a little. We Um, digress a little. Super Connor Ripley. Ripley, for me, 8 out of 10, because he's made himself massive. He's gone the right way. He's he's made a good save in the penalty shootout. He's commanded his area really well in the game. I didn't like at one stage he was playing left centre off at the halfway line. That's not because I don't like that sort of thing. That's just because I'm not used to Vale doing that sort of thing. Um, at one stage he did dink one and put us under a bit of pressure, but everyone makes a mistake, don't they? So I'm not going to hammer him for that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just think we're. I don't know if it's because the keepers that we've had recently haven't been the finished article. Do you know what I mean? We've had four to five, maybe even six keepers. All our six keepers have all been all right, and that's that's probably where you draw the line, isn't it? Is, that they're all right, um, and it's probably we're probably looking at what Scott Brown. Is the last time you look at a keeper and think 
he's a good goalkeeper him. Mm. Um and and now you just see what what a real good goalkeeper brings to you. And it's just surprising that actually Connor Ripley hasn't played that many games for his age. Like it's it, it, I don't know if it's just taking him that that bit longer to break through or not, but he he's, he's so accomplished and he's he's just a real leader. And his interview after the game was brilliant and like obviously yeah. saying that dedicated it to, to little George. Um and when when he was talking about it, you could see that the emotion in his face when he was talking about his kids and stuff like that. And it there was just loads of stuff about Ripley that really impressed me. And another massive thing I took from his interview was anybody doubting that Spanish trip, go and listen to what Ripley says. Because that Spanish trip has brought that squad so close together. It's and People go, oh, it's a narrative that the club are feeding, whatever, if you really hate it. But he talks about that and talks about the, how, what Crosby got him to do to, to become this this unit and stuff. And I, I think that's paying off now, I do. I really think that it, this this team looks like a, a team of team of friends. And if you're friends with someone, it, you always you always feel like they're going to going to run through a brick wall for you. You look at Popey and Yates in the same team, sort of thing with with Lions, Dodds, and them lot. That they all they all ran through a brick wall for each other. Mm. And you look at Ripley's at the end when Luke Vier comes and jumps on him and stuff like that. And you look at the pockets when we were celebrating the players and stuff. And I just think that like the team spirit is is banging at the minute and. What we've got to be really careful of is one defeat can can rock that or can just go, it's a defeat, move on sort of thing. And last night could have been that rock, but progressing and stuff. I just, I'm just really, really impressed by the whole setup. And I think a lot of it's down to players like Connor Ripley. Yeah, and there will be defeats during the season. And Tom, Connor Ripley, and I have seen someone put on Twitter tonight, and I can't remember who it was, so sorry, whoever it was. But they said, have you ever seen a player connect with the fan base so quickly as he has? Uh, probably not. Uh, especially not maybe someone defensively, goalkeeper-wise. Yeah. Um, maybe Keen Adams on his Sometimes you get a connection because of, obviously, you know, goals goals are what fans love to see um but also on the other hand so are bloody good saves um and i think he wasn't all that busy in the game i don't think last night he had um but what he had to do he, he touched the ball more than anybody first half i think um which i didn't mind that because it was giving us an option we weren't tied down to we've got to go this way that way um His distribution a little bit off last night, maybe snatching a few. Um, but you know, I'm I'm picking slight holes in an otherwise brilliant performance because he's he's won as the one as the shootout. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with what Johnny said earlier about the confidence it it must bring bring to the three centre halves as well to know that he's behind them and what he's. If he shouts for it, he's coming and he's getting it. Yeah. 
No, I'm he, did, he did it. He did it one stage in the second half as well. He came and like their lad just bounced off him and just lay on the floor for a minute. I don't know. I don't know if he knew what hit him. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't like him. Imagine it fucking hurts if he hits you. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine so. And <laughs> on the reason he hasn't played so many games, I was having a chat today with a bloke at work who's a medals for season ticket holder, and obviously Connor Ripley come through the ranks there and was number two there for a few years. And he says they absolutely loved him and thought he was a fantastic goalkeeper at the time he was there. You know number two behind the likes of Mark Squartz and people like that. But they loved him and the reason he went was to get first team football eventually because they just had that many good goalies up there. But they absolutely love him up there. So yeah, moving on. Go on. And he's 30, yeah. isn't he? He's 30, yeah. yeah. He's great. Still, still decent age for a goalkeeper, aren't it? Oh, yeah. To be honest, 30 for a goalie, you're about hitting your peak around now, aren't you, the next mm. two, three years? I'd say so. Yeah. so. Brilliant to get him signed up for a longer contract, Flickers and Cattle. Tom, right side of the back three. We're staying up in the northeast. It's Lewis Cass. Uh, I think he's getting better with more and more game time. Um, pretty tidy. We look like we've actually got a bit more of a plan when the back three are on the ball at the minute. I know, I know. Obviously, last season was it was a frustration, um, and obviously it was at Barnsley. We looked a little bit lost a couple of times at Reading, but we look like we are. We've got a bit more of when they've got the ball. This is where this is what we're going to do. We're going to move them about across the, um, and I think it puts Cassie a little bit more at ease. Um, defensively, thought he was decent. Of what I remember, I can't remember. Oh, Bob, I mean, he, he probably got us, whether it was his, I can't remember whether it was his fault or not. Uh, oh, no. Uh, the first half is yellow card. When uh, I think. Yeah. First half, second half. Second half. Second, second half, half, yeah. It was, it was it a great yellow card. Fans. Yeah, it was um, a great, great yellow card. But I was right behind the ball that whoever played it to their lad. And it was moving all over the place. The ball was, and I think he just, he just, their lad just nicked it off Cassie's toe, and then he had to bring him down. But great yellow card to take. Um, I think we took a couple of great yellow cards last night, and that was certainly one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I, I, I think a six is fair for Cassie last night. Johnny. Yeah, I think for for me six for Cass. I think. Defensively, he looked better last night. Um, he, he came across and took everything out when in the first half when Smithy moved across because he got down Shorrock's side a little too easy. And then in the second half, he poked a toe out when a ball was fired across and, and, and cleared it away. So I think defensively, he was better. I just feel offensively, he's, um, he's not great. And that's that's kind of like... When when we when we were playing three at the back and we're on the front foot in the second half, sometimes it was it was really slowed down on that right hand side. Um, but yeah, that's the only like first and foremost he's a defender, so he's done that job, Annie. So he can improve the other side of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. So six for Cass. Let's let's see let's see how he builds from here on in. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have tougher tests and one of them will probably be sat against the league leaders. Yeah. In the mid- middle of the back three, Johnny, Captain Smudge. Yeah, seven from Smithy. I thought it was a real, again, 
he's I had my doubts with Smithy being captain. Um and we spoke about it on here. It's not as it's it's not a secret that like I, I thought that sometimes his game was affected by it, but he's grown into that captaincy really well, I feel. And he's just forever leading by example. Oh, he was offside, he was. He was, yeah. But no VAR, it's sound. And for those that haven't got a clue what Johnny's talking about, he's talking about something going, oh, he's offside. Doncaster have gone one up against Everton and the header was offside, but there's no VAR, so Doncaster are winning. Yeah, so that, when the Everton turn this round, last chance of going there before it closes down. But uh, yeah, but back to Smithy, sorry. Um, he's just, last night again, he was good in the air. He was good. He was good on the ground yesterday. And I thought his movement to allow Ripley to come out and, and, and kind of make a back four at times. And he moved the ball a lot quicker and he wasn't really phased by their pressing play. So. Yeah, it was just a, a real good, a real good performance from him, and he's he's recovered. I suppose the whole team's recovered well from Barnsley, but I, I feel like he's really he, every game he's getting better and better, and it's it's really pleasing to see. Yeah, Tom. Uh, yeah, uh, agree with what Johnny said there. I think he's hit the nail on the head. Uh, the the bit. Specifically for me was the um, when he's on the ball again. We knew uh, we knew what he could do defensively. That was never in doubt. Um, the question was, and I think Johnny was the first one who actually kind of raised it. And I think it was more when he was playing the right centre back. Was could he could he use the ball? Um, and I think with the way that we've kind of set that back three up at the minute with. With Ripley coming out, the yak going wide, Cass going wide, I think it benefits Smithy because it just gives him that little bit more time to make a decision and to to get the pass right. Um, you know, he was never in any any trouble whatsoever with Nevitt last night, um, or any others. It looks he almost looks season by season like he's getting quicker as well across the floor. I noticed there's a couple of times when balls break out, and he's there's no doubt that he's going to be first one to it. Um, maybe that's yeah, coming with him reading the play. Reading, well, no, might come with him reading the play better as he's getting older. Because obviously we've only seen we've seen him from when he was a kid. Um, yeah. So if anything, it's the reading of the game maybe improving, um, which you'd expect it to. Um, but yeah, no, solid, solid again from Smith last night. Yeah. Yeah quality and moving on Tom apparently this man's been seen in the pub today drinking Moretti and eating spaghetti the yak great song by the way could just could hear it um could hear it from where I was sat uh, and I, I like when a song seems to catch and it gets sung for 15 20 minutes solid and by the end of it everyone's involved in it everyone's enjoying it um probably Another new signing. I, I'm, I might. I feel. I've got the impression. I feel like I might say this a couple of times tonight. Another new signing who's captured fans' hearts straight away, mm. uh, because he's very much what we, as an area, I think, like in a footballer. He'll stick his head in where it hurts. Um, he's not afraid of a tackle. Um, he on the ball. He's decent. 
You know, there's a, there's a couple of times, there's going to be a couple of times with any centre-half. Uh, they're not there to be, you know, ball players as such. Um, but, yeah, really, really happy with him. Solid again last night. There was one occasion, I think, he got spun, uh, which led to the Lewis Cass booking. Um, but other than that, pretty solid. Uh, and I like, I think there was possibly, possibly, later on in the second half, the ball broke out from one of our corners and their lad went to chase it and Yak was chasing it. I think if Yak didn't make it, their lad was either one-on-one with Smithy or, or through on goal. And, uh, and I, Christ knows how many other centre-halves that have just put it in the stand. Um, but instead he just ran onto it and just, you know, passed it calmly back out wide to either Divine or Arblaster. Yes, I, um, I remember it now. And it, and it was just that... That's what comes with get better quality of players. There isn't the panic stations. Yeah. Um, and it meant we we built again and attacked again then, rather than everyone having to regroup back in whilst they take a throw in and waste another 30, 40 seconds on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, really happy with him. Uh, because of the lack of stuff they had to deal with, I think last night, I'm going to go with six again. Fair enough, Johnny. And again, another goal ruled out for him. Yeah, another goal ruled out for him. Yeah, I'm 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 with Tom in, in terms of the six. I think good defensive performance. Um, but there was there wasn't a lot. Like there, there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot on his plate, sort of thing either. I don't think they they tested. He he probably had the harder job than Cass, um, because Shorrock was a little out of position early doors, and they the crew did look at that 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 and go. Okay, Ryan Cooney's there. That's a very experienced player at League One on League Two level. So he looked to try and bully Shorrock. So Yak had a lot to do in that terms, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't think he was ever he was he was ever overwhelmed by it either. Which shows that, like Tom said, that we've we're improving, we're signing experience, and we we're, we're looking. We're looking a lot surer at the back, which which is always nice. Um, he, he does need to he does need to learn how to either stay on side or like keep his mates from robbing him though, because he, he could be he could be on could be our top goal scorer by now. I think the one last night, the ref blew early. It was yeah. a push. It was a pull and a push. I've, I've watched it back to... today. He's he's pulled the centre off across his body and. Then kind of thrown him slightly to the floor. Right, it was the Yaku committed the foul, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was Yaku. You couldn't see because it was... Because I thought it was side. Josh Thomas at first, because I think Josh Thomas ended up on the floor as well. Mm. Um, but no, you can if you watch it back, I think it's on the YouTube highlights, you can see it back. Right. Um, and he just... Just a little bit keen, and he just... The lad just cuts across him last minute, and he pulls him over. Yeah. Uh, but, but but then by the time the ball comes in and you you were to look at the yak, he's all on his own. So it's almost from that then you look and you think, well, what the bloody hell's wrong with that? Yeah. But like I say, the ref saw it because he blew early and there was no complaints from the veil play. So I didn't think for a minute it wasn't a foul. I just couldn't see it because it was the other side of the box from Lawn Street. You just bought he's putting them away well so sooner or later that goal's coming. And well, moving on. On, well, just before, just before we move on, that's something that like is a bugbear of mine at the minute. The complaints from the Vale players, like 
last night there was a couple of times when just just scream for so scream for stuff. We just don't seem to do it. And that kind of thingy that that happened on Saturday with the Chislet penalty, if you remember the the yeah. one that wasn't given, we just didn't ask for it. And I think we've just got to be a bit bit more street smart at sometimes. Because obviously, I don't think the refs are refs are going to bite every time. But yeah. if no one's asking, it makes a ref's decision really easy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does because the ref will think, ah, oh, you can tell by a player's reaction it wasn't. So yeah, yeah I think with you. There's a bit. I think there's a bit still a bit maybe shit the knickers around what they can and can't ask the referee at the minute. What you're going to get yeah. booked for and what you're not going to get booked for. Yeah, I think there is a bit of that as well. So moving on, Johnny, on the right of the midfield slash right wing, but whatever you want to call it, Tom Sang. Yeah. Now, interestingly, the the app that I use for my stats as as to, as Tom Sang is man of the match. Well, yeah, which I was quite surprised by um, because I didn't think he was poor. um, But again, he just he just didn't look sure of himself. And his set play delivery was woeful. Like I thought each one of them was was a bit floaty and a bit especially the especially the outswingers was a bit floaty and a bit like a bit meh for me. I don't know if we've been a bit spoiled by the fact that Chislett's delivery has been so good recently and Connor Grant's and Ojo as well. But, yeah, it was just... He got megged early doors in the first half, which I thought was going to set like set the tone for his game. But defensively, he was sound. Offensively, he was doing the right things and getting in the right places. Just similarly to Barnsley, where he just wasn't really making the right decision or not quick enough. Um, but that said, he did look better when uh, Wilson came on and came, come across it to his side and kind of gave him that little triangles to play. So I think the midfielder in him then came out and he was able to play the quick triangles and, and whatnot, and that may be more of his game. So six for Sang, thought he was all right. Um, it's not a long-term plan for me even being there, but it's also not the end of the world. Yeah, I'm with you. And I do think there was two Tom Sang performances last night. I think you got the wing-back performance, which, as I say, was all right. There was times in the second half where we got the players on the other playing more first-team football, and he was appearing in the middle more than out wide, and he looked a completely different player than his touch. Looked good, as you say, good triangles, and I want to see him in midfield. I really want to see him in centre midfield. Tom? Yeah, like, I think I thought you were going to steal me thunder a little bit, Dan. That was it. It was a performance of two halves, wasn't it, really, from Sangi. Um, I felt for him a little bit the first half because I felt like he was our main outball. And I don't know how comfortable he was with that because it meant an awful lot of certain people having to either gamble or break lines or 30, 40-yard dashes. Uh, and it was all on Sangi winning a header or, you know, Ripley had to get his kick bang on to get it there. And I just think, and I think also when he gets penned in, he doesn't, he doesn't look like a right wing back who enjoys defending all the time as right wing back. He looks like somebody wants to still, he wants to get on the ball. And that obviously showed the second half when we got the better players on. Um, and we, t- we seem to change the shape slightly. So that yeah. seemed to help him. He wasn't so isolated. The amount of times I'd say nine or ten of the players would across the railway side of the pitch 
and we were trying to play through Sang, and it just didn't didn't work. But we didn't. But we changed it. So you know that's 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 nice. But then second off, you know he he came into it a little bit more. He could have had an assist if it was you know the yaks hadn't been ruled out. Um, I thought he delivered some decent balls, if I'm honest. Um, we we're not the biggest side still um, going forward. So I don't envision us scoring a lot of heady goals from corners. It tend, I think we're probably putting pressure on uh, Smithy or the Yak to get on them. And then other than that, we don't really have many more over six foot. Um, so delivery-wise from a corner or wide, it can look a little bit shit statistically for you, if that's the case, can it? But no... Um, and you know the penalty misses happen. Um, it's one of them. I can see what he's trying. Luckily, you know we had three in hand by then, so it was one of them. But you know, I I aren't bothered. Uh, he he is technically a good footballer, so I'm not bothered if he steps up again for a penalty or you know he's going to get plenty more game time for us. We know he's a decent player. We just need to find what role and position is best for him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with to, you. To, to be fair, Tom, I think I think that end sentence is going to be said about another player as well that we'll that we'll talk about soon. Um but I, I think you're spot on. The penalties, Crosby said that they've been doing them for the last week or so. So I'd say he's probably been burying them and that's why he's in there. And it's it's obviously a different penalty when you get there, but Maybe the pressure was off because he knew it didn't matter, and that's why he's fucked it. And so, because sometimes that's that's worse than being really under pressure, because you just relax a little bit, and then it's it is what it is, isn't it? it didn't yeah. cost us, because but yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not worried about it either. No, I'm not. I'm not not at all. Especially as you say, when you're two 0 up, and you know the other side can't score penalties for love and money. Um, Moving on, Tom, I'll go across the midfield. The order Sky's got him on. So you got first pop making his first start for the veil. Young Reese Walters. Uh I was impressed. Um he was tidy, uh, energetic. Um more so the first half and the second half. He showed um that he could play quickly. You know, he, he there was a couple of interchanges with Divine and Sang wide where they played quickly and got away. Uh, it looks very keen to be on the ball, which obviously, you know, as a centre midfielder is one of the main main things of it. Uh, his short game was very tidy. There was a couple of wayward long passes, so maybe, you know, that's a bit of something for him to work on. But again, 16 years old, he's got plenty of time. Um, he was actually in the Robert Williams suite after the game because that's where they did the Man of the Match award. And uh, I didn't realise... He's, he's, He's quite a big lad. He's six foot and quite well built for his age, um, yeah. which will stand him in good stead, you know, coming into coming into a midfield position. Um, yeah, it, this is going to sound harsh. Was he was he the best player on the pitch because he was sixteen year old Reese Walters making his debut? I don't know. He was, there was, I was, there was a few more players on the pitch. I was expecting more of first half yesterday and 
we didn't get it. Um, but he, he was he, he was the man of the match of the match, but not my man of the match for me. Yeah, not my man of the match either. But as you say, for someone making his first team debut, I don't know if he's 16 or 17 now. I think he's a second year recess, I think. So I think he's 17. Oh, is he? Okay. I think so. But for me, as you say, short game was very good, like it on the ball. And I think as he gets more game time playing for the first team, he'll be more confident in his range of passing and that. And I've seen him for the youth team. He has got that range of passing. I think it was just a case that on your first team debut, you want to try to keep it simple and do the simple things well. Of course. He did the simple things well. He did. And like I said, in reference to his size, I would like to see maybe... There was there was a couple of times when, yes, he got played into the middle team and he popped it back off, which, yeah, brilliant. Okay. Maybe with his physique, get him on the half turn. Can he drive forward a little bit with that ball and just yeah. get us higher up the pitch? Because I think that's a massive part of being... A holding midfielder is you've still got to drive people forward. You've still got to get up the pitch. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Johnny. Yeah, I, I like him. I think he looks good. He's tidy. I think him and Lowe were similar sort of players, and they were kind of both asked to do the same sort of job. Whereas we're used to seeing our blaster next to Ojo, aren't we? That Ojo sits, does the work, and then our blasters everywhere. So I think that's kind of, I think we noticed, and we'll, we'll, we'll obviously we'll touch on the discussion in a moment, but I think we noticed that our midfield was a lot slower and a lot safer, shall we say, yesterday. Very safe. Um, but Walters, solid six performance, good debut, a lot to build on, short game, good, wasn't scared, put a foot in, looked strong, looked confident. I'm with you, Tom, I think... I'd like to see that drive from him from midfield because in the youth in the youth cup he did it a couple of times against Liverpool and he he's got that he's, he's got all the attributes to be a very good centre midfielder going forward um, and Bez you just said the more game time he gets because the more he plays against men the more he'll build his confidence up in the youth team it's it's a completely different game of football isn't it and it's It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I expect, again, him to start next Tuesday. Um, yeah. And I really am interested to see where his development goes because I think he, he will he would benefit from, from a loan spell out, but maybe once we're out of the EFL pizza trophy, whatever it's called now. Yeah. Um, because obviously he's got he's got at least three games this side of Christmas that he can play there, so maybe we keep him for that. Um, but after that, non-league loan window is always open, so maybe he goes and gets a, a, a kid's groove for a couple of months to get some men's football under his belt, come back and reassess. Uh, but yeah, he looks like he's going to be a good player, so yeah. I'm excited yeah. for the future for, for him. Yeah, I think he's a future first team regular for me. I say future, I'm not expecting that this season. I think he really is a future first team regular for me. I think he'll be better than Tommy will be. That's just my opinion. I think he looks he looks a real player. And I like Tommy, really like Tommy. I don't know yet whether Tommy's going to be a first team regular at Vail. I think Reese will. I really do. I think he's that good. I've seen him a lot for the youth team and he stands out at that level. He's now got adapt to men's football. And I'm with you, Johnny. Eventually, a loan spell out to play men's football. 
could develop him how plenty got developed last season. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. And next team, Johnny, you touched on it, was the other end of the spectrum with more experience than Jason Lowe. And by the other end, I don't mean he's ready to retire because he's only 31. I just mean the experience to go with the youth. Yeah. No, I, I thought Jason Lowe had a good game yesterday. Um, I thought he was the one that was told to sit and get the ball, give it, give it to the footballers, let the footballers play football. Um. I think that's that's kind of how our midfield set up. If you watch how we play, like I say, we kind of play Ojo and Arblaster and then the two attacking midfielders. We kind of they're not two number fours, they're not they're not a six and a four sort of thing. They're just the like that that's that that that's how we how, how we're sort of built up now. So I think Lowe did did his job well. What I think frustrated you pair um, more than anything, was he was the experienced one and yet wasn't taking a chance um, with his passing. And part of me sits there and says, well, remember when we spoke to Dodsey and Dodsey spoke about playing right wing and not coming back sort of thing and stuff like that. Was was that a directive from Crosby? Was Luke keep it simple or was it him not, him not having it in his locker? Which I don't think it's the latter. Because second half, he looked better for me um, as well. But yeah, it, it was it was just a a decent holding midfielder's performance. It was six. wasn't anything more, wasn't anything less. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think he was as bad as you two were making out in the chat at half time. Right, Let's see. Tom, did you give him <laughs> a mark, John? Yeah, six. Six, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frustrating for me. Very, 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 very frustrating. Uh, he's got the experience to be better than that. Um, that was way, 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 way too simple. When you're playing in the midfield too, like that, he played way too simple to be the experienced one last night. I understand the comment from Johnny of the get the ball and let the footballers play, but he wasn't giving the ball to the footballers. He was giving the ball to the three centre-halves and the goalkeeper all night. The footballers were in front of him and he didn't make one forward pass. Um, I think the the frustrating one for me was when it broke to him in the middle and he went left and there was nothing on at all left and he ended up passing it, I think, back to Yaku, went back to Ripley. But then he instantly went back out to the right again. Um, and that was purely from his decision making, because he could have quite—he had all the time in the world to just slide a ball down the right hand side and move it away. Um, but instead, it was because he'd have probably had to pass be- between two defenders, and it pissed me off last night. The, 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 there was no risk taking in there, and he should have been the one to be taking the risks um, to get the ball to your men in behind Josh Thomas. Uh, because they need to receive the ball ideally between the lines of the midfield and defenders. Um, but you don't get the ball to them by passing it back, unfortunately. Um, maybe that is not his role. Okay, if that's not his role, then um, I don't know. He's probably fourth of fourth in command for that role for me. Um 
for, for the, uh, the holding midfielder with it, like to start a game. I don't yeah. mind him coming on if we're trying to hold on to a lead with 15 minutes left. That's fine. Um, because then it's almost nine times out of ten you're trying to kill the game off, which I don't mind as passing backwards then. But when we've got to try and break a team down, going round like we were last night wasn't the way to do it, unfortunately. So it's uh, it's a four for me from low. I'm with you, Tom, to be fair. I thought everything he did was, yeah, niche and tidy, but it was sideways and back, which I'm not one of these, like some people at Vale, where if they pass backwards, it's forward, forward, when there's nothing on. But what really frustrates me is when there is a simple forward ball on and you just don't take it. There was one, and I know the one you're on about, Tom, Josh Thomas had sort of got the defender behind him and was turned side on. So if he rolls it down the line, Josh Thomas is gone. And yet he's out wide, Josh Thomas has got work to do, but you're playing the forward ball and you're getting going forward. And Lowe was looking at him, so I'm not having that he didn't see the pass. But he decided to put his foot on it, turn back and knock it backwards. And there was a couple of times, there was once where, and I think Divine actually his performance looked a lot worse than it was first off because there was times where Divine's in front of me and I was watching him at times to look how good he is and his movement was unbelievable. He dropped the shoulder one way, go the other way to create the space and Lowe was on the ball. All he got to do was put it into that space and Divine was gone and instead of putting it in the space, he turned and went backwards. I want more risk taken. I'm with you, Tom. If we're 1-0 up 20 minutes ago or we're drawing 20 minutes ago and he's coming on to hold the game, fine. He's going to struggle to be that holding midfielder from the start because unless he gets more confident, maybe it was his first start in a veil shirt, and maybe as he gets more confident, he'll take them risks. But to me, it looked like a centre-half playing holding midfielder. I think I, th- I think seeing the things you're saying is madness when you look at who he's starting next to. You you put Arblaster next to him, and he's pass he's passing five yards to Arblaster. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be moaning about it. No, but that's that's my point. He wasn't. He was playing with Reese Waters, who was arguably taking a lot more risks than he was. But yeah, he that, was but... he was the one who needed to go and get that last night and get and help Reese along. He's he's got fifteen years on him. He has. But if his if his job is if his job is to 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 hold, then yeah, but you can hold. This is what I'm saying. You can hold and still pass forward. Well, yeah, but... My negativity saying, isn't like, with his positional. My negativity is with his ball play. Mm. That is, yeah, that is I, where my negativity is with that. I mean, positionally, he looked second to none. Absolutely fine. That's why I've said he's fine. Coming, but again, I, I just... I don't I don't see him starting. I think there's I better... I think he was brought in to start, though, was he either? No, but I don't... <laughs> I didn't think he was brought in as a centre midfielder, if I was honest. No, I didn't. I didn't. I thought he was brought in this. But it's clear. I mean, it's quite clear that Crosby. That's where Crosby does see him because that's where he start. That's where he's come on, and 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 started in the game. Um, he's also played no, three hundred career games in cent in centre midfield as well, so it can't be that bad. At thirty-one, is that a lot? Well, out 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 of his out of his five hundred is four hundred and some appearances. I'd say, yeah. Three quarters of his appearances have been sent to mid. The rest have been dotted around. And as I say, maybe as he gets used to the pitch, the players round him, he'll have a little bit more confidence. Play a forward pass. My frustration or maybe he's a defensive that... midfielder, and that's his job. But it's so, not, it's just his job. So his job as a midfielder is to pass the ball. Pass the ball forward. Yeah, I'm not saying center off. I agree. Forward, and you can't tell me that he didn't pass the ball forward once. It's just that you don't remember it. You don't remember all. 
this sound this this is this is what everyone moaned about with Joyce when he's when he first oh he passes it sideways. Tom, you hated Danny Sonner for this reason, but yeah, because like, he was shit. But he wasn't though. He was. He was awful. I like because Sonner. I'm not Danny Sonner did it because he made him look good, and that was the thing that made Danny Sonner feel good was if he looked good. Um, and 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 it's it's in that situation, Luke Luke Joyce was playing balls forward. He was switching balls to to full backs and whatnot. Yes, all right. There was a couple of occasions last night where he got us out nicely. Um, but there was just too many occasions where it was instead of going forward, I'll chop it back and I'll just give it to, and you're giving it to Yak and to Cassie, who then have got to try and they've got to try and move around across the back three then to try and get a, a position to get a ball further forward than that, because the midfield then dropped straight on top of them. It just it wasn't. It, it, uh, you can't afford to carry someone just because they can, just be, positionally. Because I didn't see him. I did. Did he make a tackle? Well, but part of that was the fact that crew were comfortable enough going drop on their six yard line and not giving us space in in, in behind. So instead of just play, playing and play, playing a lumped ball up. Well, I'm not we saying lump it. I'm saying I'm saying get it in in between the midfield and defense. It was on so many times, mate. I can't tell you yeah, because I was watching for frustrated it. Frustrated me because and to be fair, Johnny, you might not have the same view from the Amal as we had from Lawn Street, but there was times and this was the first. I have no issue with Vale playing the ball sideways and backwards when there's nothing else on you, moving the opposition around to try and create that opening, create that space, draw them out. I get it. I get football. I understand that. There was times last night where the simple ball down the line was on. The simple ball into feet to that midfielder was on. He didn't take it. Now, that might come. I'm not asking him to rake an 80-yard ball diagonal over that lands to your wing-back's feet. That then, I'm not asking that of him. I'm just asking when that forward ball simple is on that puts your attacking midfielder running at a defender, gets it down the line for Thomas, get on, just take that opportunity. And maybe that will come with confidence. Maybe... He has been out injured. It's his first start for the Vale. It's a big pitch for him to get used to. Maybe that'll come. But last night, he took the easy option when there was other options on. That was my view of him from the Lawn Street stand. Yeah, same. And this and isn't me digging him out at all. No, well, me. Because I, it isn't, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, don't bring him on against Oxford weekend. No, I'm That's not. I'm just saying last night, for me, he was too negative. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying. Take take that risky pass now and again when it's on. I'm not saying take that risky pass when it's on. It doesn't even need on. to be that risky. I'm not no. asking it to be that risky. Just just have play between two players who are 15 yards wide, wide yeah. of each other. Yeah, have the confidence to take that pass and that's all we're saying. And I'm with you, Tom, on that. Obviously, Johnny, you on. That's fine. People listening, some will agree with me and Tom, some will agree with Johnny and that's fine. Moving on then, um, left of the midfield, again, making his start on this lad, what is 16, Jack Shorrock, Tom. Uh, a bit of a strange, a bit of a strange one again. Night for Jack, I think. It, I think they probably targeted him, yeah. um, and I, he struggled a little bit, particularly first half. Um, I don't think it helped. I think was it the first challenge he went in, and he tried to just lift it over the lad's leg, and he read, he read him, he read him, and it just ended up. 
you know, nearly getting them back on the attack. But there was um, a couple of times, you know, he, I think a couple of times he slipped within 10 or 15 minutes. Mm. Um, but the one thing that, that surprised me, which I didn't know about him before, was it, the, the pace in which he got his recovery run and he got back in was tremendous. Um, so, you know, I, again, how nervous is he? You know, this is his couple, couple of times. He, he hasn't played for Vale in front of a crowd that that size. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's a big game for him. Um, and I just, yeah, I don't I don't want to be too harsh. Uh, I'd say a five for Jack. Yeah, and as Johnny said earlier, he's a lad that got his GCSE results last week, making his first team debut in, in front of nearly 7,000, Johnny. Yeah, I, I honestly can't imagine that, um, can't imagine the, the feelings that he's got going through at that point. Walking out in front of 7,000 people, it must must feel special and also one of the most nervous things you'll, you'll probably do. Like, your professional debut, Debut like how many how many how many probably over the years have come in last three or four games of the season where they they mean nothing like as you saw he came on um, against Plymouth was it last game of the yeah. season for yeah five eight minutes so. yeah yeah but as like but making your first start that's the time of the season it usually comes where there's nothing riding on it if you cock up you cock up it doesn't matter but last night was a little different like it was. Early in the season, if it cocks up, it's it, it it's costing something. And whilst it might only be money and a bit of fan banter sort of thing, it's 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 a brave decision by Crosby. And the lad struggled last night because he was targeted. He looked young at times. He looked naive. And then at other times, he was picking the ball up. He was running at people and. He, he was brave with it, and it was like, do you know what? There's a real good player in there. We're just going to have to really nurture this one because yeah. he's a young 16-year-old as for a start. He's playing in a position where we at, at Vale use our wing-backs more than other clubs use wing-backs. So he, he, he's, got, he's got to be a more, more of an outlet for us. And you see the the difference two two years makes between him and Planty, because I'm not saying Planty's the the the, the finished article, but like you can see you can see what Planty does at wing back compared to what Shorrock did last night at wing back, and that's more Shorrock's natural position. Yeah. Um, so I think it was a five for him. I think he was caught out a couple of times, but. In the first half, he made an absolute wonderful recovery run and put in a great tackle, which was was a goal kick all day long. But the lining of a corner four, yes, was a goal kick um, all day long. And, he and did he get a that, tackle in then, didn't he? That was the recovery run. I think I was thinking about. Yeah, but I couldn't yeah. remember whether he got a tackle in or not. Yeah, he, he put a great sliding challenge in, um, knocked it against their lad, um, and um, he, he, he just. It's 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 another it's another proud day for us for for our youth system to to see see both of them starting and both of them do all right and that I think that's a big thing like we all want the young lad come on 
start the game, don't we, Tom, and, and set the world on fire. But yesterday, it's a good starting starting position for him, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, uh, there's a, there's. I always think with young lads, there's a there's certain positions where it's easier or more difficult to to set it alight, as it were. Yeah, and left wing back is arguably one of the harder ones because you know you've got defensive duties that you can't can't be getting wrong. You've got man, men to mark that you know if they get the run on you, can make you look stupid. Um, and you know when you said at the start um, about you know at the end of the season it doesn't you know you don't feel probably as much pressure, and it, I think it was always. Like there was there was one thing in my head um, for him last night, and was probably how many times in training or in youth games or in reserve games have they kicked off, and the centre midfielders popped the ball out to the left hand side, and he's taken a little touch and just clipped it forward, and that's been his first touch of the ball on the in the game, and it's all just it's gone without a thought. Now I imagine that ball was played to him last night. And there's a devil in his head going, it's going to go under your foot, it's going to go over your foot, it's going to bounce off your foot, you know, you're going to, and and it's horrible. So, you know, well done to him for being, you know, for for getting to that stage at 16. Um, but, you know, work to do and we, yeah. uh, we can move on with that. Yeah, and it'll have learned a hell of a lot from last night playing men's football cup game competitive and obviously someone put on Twitter out to you know how true it was but they seem convinced that Man United without watching last night that's a lot of pressure to put on a young lad as well as making your first team debut if they were or didn't if they were or not never saw anyone well, Man United well that, that tweet went out at 10 past 2 so exactly and then he did start so it makes you think there was some to it yeah and, and, so, and that's that's it but do you know what like it's I'd much prefer us see Shorrock starting, then sign a 35-year-old that's just going to fill in every now and again, whatever, to 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 kind of do do them things, and it's it shows the confidence that we, that we've got in them at the minute, and there's there's a lot of growth, but when they're one of your own, it always feels a little a little bit yeah. better. Oh yeah, yeah, and I love it when they're one of your own, and he is, and he's definitely got a big big future ahead of him from what we saw. And then moving on. Johnny behind the front two last night on the right, making his veil debut. Divine. Yeah, I thought it was decent performance by by Alfie Divine yesterday. I thought solid six, showed for the ball a lot, like grew into the game a hell of a lot more when he went deeper. Um, I thought, and this is what when when Tom was saying earlier about. Maybe maybe not 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 their position sort of thing. I don't know if Divine is that behind the front man sort of thing because I think he looked better when he was getting on the ball deeper and having that bit of room to run and play. Maybe that's confidence. Maybe that's first first taste of adult men's football. Who who knows? But there was glimpses there of why Tottenham fans really highly rate him. Um, I just think it's going to take a lot for him to break into our midfield currently. That'll be interesting because we'll see. We'll see. Tom, uh, did you give him a re- oh yeah sex you did. Tom. It, I I know there's a player there and 
I think certainly the last half an hour, 35 minutes, um, he came to life a little bit for me. Better players around him, which, and I imagine somewhat frustrating for him because he's probably spent all of his career so far around really good young players. He probably hasn't had an old head bollocking him uh, in the same side, not from the sideline. Um, so I think it just, and it's, you know, it's also going to take a little bit of getting used to, um, to, do they overthink how the opposition, do they underestimate the opposition? Do they, you know, I think, Give him a few games. His movement, like you said last night, the the running towards the centre half, little check into the shoulder, then peeling off the other way and showing that all that comes comes to fruition a little bit more when players have played together more games and and all of a sudden someone says, "Hey, help! I can, he's running at that centre half. I know what's coming here. He's going to peel right." And then bang, they play that ball and it comes off, and all of a sudden it starts to click. Then, um. But yeah, first half, I think he struggled because he didn't get the ball. Um, that is, I don't think he is your chase, chase down your, your centre-halves type of player too much. I think he is a more of a cute on the ball, probably kind of number 10 we've been crying out for for years. Um, so yeah, more to come from him. Plenty of time yeah. and more to come from for me. Uh, yeah. Six. Yeah, and I'm with you both with the six, but Tom, you stole me thunder there because my overriding thought was he looked a hell of a lot better player when the better players come on, and that's no offence to those that went off, but when Arbolaster come on, him and Arbolaster on the same wavelength, whereas first off, there was times where Divine looked like he was getting frustrated because he was creating that space without the ball, wanting the ball to come and the ball just wasn't coming. Then when Arblaster and Wilson come on, it was kind of like they were more on his wavelength. They understood what he was doing. And the others will, and they'll get there, but obviously only come into the club on Friday. He's had a few training sessions with them. And when he's had more training sessions, but your players who are probably a little bit more technical, like Wilson and Arblaster, probably already think like him. And he seems a lot more, com- they seem more confident in giving him the ball because they knew he wasn't getting wasted. And he was confident in what they were going to do. And he looked a much better player. And I think there's one hell of a player in there. And I'm really looking forward to him settling in. And can he break in that midfield? Yeah, for me, can Johnny. But the question is, as you say, does he go deep? And then who's he dispossessing? Is it Ojo? Is it Arblaster? Or if you've got them too deeper that are going to trust him with the ball, can he play that number 10 role and create? And he's one exciting prospect for me. And yeah, last night was a six. I'm not you know, saying, God, he was a 10 out of 10. But I saw enough of his off-field movements. And I said to you both at half-time, I said, I've been watching him off the ball. And his movement in that was unbelievable. You don't see movement like that down Bale Park. So I'm really looking forward to him. And then next to him, Tom, was the best on earth, Ben Garrity. Uh, something doesn't seem quite right with Ben at the minute for me. Um... I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's uh, adapting to a new position. You know, that can take time. It's certainly a new position for Ben playing there with 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 a two. Um, I don't... 
Yeah, I'm not sure what it what it is. If I'm honest, at the minute, because we we know we can play, we know we can battle, we know we can run, we know we can play attacking midfield. It just doesn't seem to be clicking at the minute for me for Ben. Um, whether he's just not getting the rub of the green. I love Ben Garrity, so maybe I'm going to give Ben Garrity more chances than I would somebody else, which I shouldn't. Just, but well, just just to interrupt two things. I think Ben's earned his chance to have more than a couple of yeah, yeah. Like, no, I agree with performances that. Performances yeah. there. Um, so I'm with you there. And the other thing is what my my question is. Do you know you said we've seen Ben Garrity can play attacking midfield? Yeah, I agree we have, but I think this is a different type of attacking midfield, and I don't know if he's technically good enough to play there. Yeah, and that's what's coming out. That that's my that's my question about Ben Garrity's performances this season: is is he technically good enough to play in that role, or would it suit us more asking him go sit next to Ojo and putting our blast the further forward? Yeah, I wonder if you know. The majority of the time we saw Ben attacking midfield was probably League Two. Um, and we played with the two up front. And he was, the majority of the time, the late arriver, the runner into the box, wasn't he? The width was our where we created. Whereas now, like you've just said, the, the almost the square of Ojo, Arblaster, Garrity and Chisler that is where our creativity is having to come now in between that, because we haven't got a big lad up front. There's no point whipping balls across the box. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there is, there is plenty more to come from Ben. Uh, I know he'll, I know he'll work at it as well. You get, well, you certainly get that impression from Ben. Um, you know, if he's having if he's having a bit of a rough time, he's going to be working his bollocks off to make sure he can sort it out and come back stronger. Um, so yeah, I, for me, just maybe do we need a couple of couple of games for Ben where he starts on the bench and we bring him on in multiple different positions, maybe where he's needed throughout the game. Um, and we try and build him back up that way, or do we do we stick with him starting him and just hope that you know it doesn't impact him too much? Johnny, yeah, Ben looked really frustrated when he came off yesterday, and I couldn't work out if he was frustrated at his performance or frustrated at being subbed. Um, we know he's not a very good loser at anything if you watched the the him and alice um questions that were put out like alice makes it quite clear that ben garrity was beating up his bed because there was there was a couple of couple of things lying around and stuff like that and couldn't get the fan working and stuff so we know he's not we know he's competitive we know he's the sort of player that's come had to fight for everything like to get where he is today, he's had to fight for everything. So he wants to be involved. I think I think he expects better from himself, which 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 is like really good to see from players. But what Ben needs to probably do is maybe strip it back a little bit 
and just remember what he's good at. He's good at ratting. He's good at being being that sort of player that can arrive into the box later and stuff like, like Tom spoke about. So in that formation, when you've got Chizzy that's your footballer, go and get yourself in at the back stick and go and out Willow and create a two up front maybe at times and like going out parry and stuff. And I just, it could be that we've brought in better players than him and it's, and it's showing, or it could just be that Ben's notorious for starting the season slowly. First season he was with us, not there was there was an handful of people that rated him after five games, wasn't there? Bez, you you'll hold your hands up and say, near enough ten games into the season, you weren't Ben Garrity's biggest fan, were you? No, so first season he, he was here. Yeah, and then last season, I know he, he had he had that knock at the time, but he, he was he started last season slowly as well. So maybe it's just that's Ben Garrity. It takes him a few games to get up to speed. Um, but yeah, I'm Ben for me is. Can have as many opportunities there this season as as Crosby wants to give him. Um, there's there's a decent player there. There's there's definitely a League One footballer there. Um, it, he's just we're gonna have to get used to seeing a, probably the other side to Ben's game. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it it was a five. It wasn't great, um, but it wasn't utterly disastrous either. No, I'm with you both. Ben Garrity is a League One footballer. Ben Garrity deserves to be at this club. Ben Garrity deserves a space in that 11 somewhere. There'll be some weeks where he doesn't make it. There'll be some weeks where he's going to have to come on off the bench and he probably won't like it. But he's a different player to what we've got. There'll be games where we want him, games where we want your more technical players. What I will say is last night, he probably won more attacking headers than anybody else in a veil suit. And we know he will. And especially when you haven't got an Harrison up there or another big lad. That's where Ben Garrett is up there to win the medals, and it's up to the others then to feed off him. And generally, Garrett is very good at aiming his headers. He doesn't just win them. He's looking to place them somewhere, and then the other players have worked on the end of them. And yeah, I'm with you both. Ben Garrett will be absolutely fine for us this season. No problem whatsoever. He's just starting the season a little bit slower than, you know, we'd like him to, but he'll come. No issues there. Yeah, and Johnny, I, th- I, think, I think that's the other thing as well. Like, the other players in them positions have started the season really well yeah so it, it, it may it may be a bit more noticeable now but yeah it'll come for ben like it will i've got no doubt about that and then johnny the last but not least in the starting 11 young josh thomas yeah josh you know, he had an un- he had a thankless task really for for the time he was on there was a lot of long balls aimed at him but he was he was decent he was strong he was he was harrying so like everything he offers like you, you can't complain about didn't really have a sniff though did he like properly with him you won't get the ball down thread it into the channels give him something to run on to um we, we we didn't really do that um but yeah i'm just like i'm i like him i really like him i think there's there's a good player in there We've just got to get used to him and what he needs. And also, with better players on the pitch, you, you, you find different ways of finding him, don't you? And, and that's and I think that's one of the other things as well. But, yeah, it was a six for Thomas. He, he's done his job as well as he could do um, with the service he got. But there's not really anything, like, major 
that, that we needed to worry about. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I think he's one that will benefit from having a big target man next to him that he can play off. If we go to up front at some point, which I'm sure we will, we'll play different varieties of formation throughout the season. Tom, young Josh. I thought uh, there, there seems to be something with, with Josh, I feel, that he's very Christian Montano in the the first thing he does in a game kind of sets the precedent for how his game's going to go. Um, I think Blackpool away, I think the ball went up to him and he just kind of jogged after it and shielded, you know, showed the defender just, you know, give it over there, that's that, and then jog back off. And I felt last night it was a bit the same of don't go chasing endless pointless balls. Um, I, I Obviously, at that moment, he would have been hoping for a lot more service than he got because he got shit all that he could work with last night. Um, everything that came to him first half was arguably round his neck. Um, and uh, to be fair, it there was a couple of times he held off the centre half and chested the ball down, which I thought, you know, it looked a lot stronger than I probably gave him credit for in the past. Um, but yeah, not maybe with them being so deep as well didn't help his game. Um, yeah, not not really Josh's night, but there'll probably be another 20, 22 games this season where I say that was Josh's night, you know. The fact that his pace has got him in behind, and so yeah, you know, he worked. He, he he made plenty of runs that probably didn't get picked up as well, which is probably the most frustrating thing for a striker. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he will, you know, we're, we're going to have other games where, and again, this isn't meant disrespectful. Where our blaster starts, you know, when you've got Chizzy and Divine Garrity, uh, Massey behind you, and you're going to have five or six balls in a game that have slid through to you and he's going to be, you know, on cloud nine with it. So it's just, you know, you have to take the rough with the smooth sometimes. And I think yep. last night was one of the rough games. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And Johnny, I have picked up on the fact that you haven't given Paralysis man of the match yet. So Paralysis Escape Rooms and Anley, get yourselves over, have a look at the website, book yourself in. It's a horror-themed escape room and they will scare the shit out of you. So I haven't either. And man was Oli Arblasty. Yeah, I think I think look, Oli changed the game, didn't he, when he came on? Um, he injected energy, pace, directness into it, and he's just he's infectious. Yeah. But if Chef United fans, scouts, whoever are listening, he's dead shit. He's really rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. He's dead rubbish. Like, yeah, just I wouldn't ever, I wouldn't bother watching him ever again. Just dead rubbish. Forget about him. Yeah. But I'm committing the cardinal sin. I'm falling in love with the boy. Yeah. And like, just everything he does. That's the thing. Like, he, him, him and Connor Ripley are straight on social media with a post after the games and as well, interacting and with, with fans and whatnot. And the, he, he just. It feels like we've got a 28-year-old midfielder that's been that, that's been playing for years, and he's just he's just everything about him seems so calm and relaxed and composed, and I and I love him, and he he brings out the best of everyone around him too. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm and both what excited about and a little bit sad. What about that penalty? Oh, mate, that, that penalty was perfect, wasn't it? Postage stamp. But I'm a bit, a bit sad because I think January the 1st he'll be back in Sheffield. It wouldn't surprise me. What I would say is, as Bale fans, do you know what? Sit back, watch him and enjoy it because it's not often you get to see a player in a Bale shirt like that. What a fine that is from the recruitment team, to be fair. And let's hope we can keep him for the season. Let's hope that if we're in and around the top six come January, Sheffield goes, you know what? He'll benefit from seeing the season out there. Season yeah, I'm, I'm, not so, I'm not so worried about Ollie myself. I'm thinking with them being Premier League, that's a bloody big jump from, you know, standout in League One is one thing. To then go into a Premier League side is another. I suppose another... it depends. It depends where they are, doesn't it? Or if, yeah, if they it's would an... get... and I don't, I don't, and I think I'll be honest. If they're bottom of the league in January, I, I, I don't think they're going to go right. Okay, we're going to go and put all our eggs in the eighteen-year-old on loan at Port Vale in League One's basket. I think no. they're probably more likely to spend some money on a couple of centre midfielders if that's where they're lacking. And I get that, um, but let's say, and let's hope it doesn't happen, let's say that a Blackburn Rovers here, eighth in the championship, and go, do you know what? I like the look at that oh, blast. Let's bring him and see if he can push us into them playoffs. And I hope they don't, and, it, you know, God forbid, I hope, let's hope he has a season at League One level. But all I'm saying is drink it in, Vale fans, because the most you're going to get him in a Vale shirt is 12 months. Well, I think I think also with that is, and I, and I know it's sometimes, um, we, we spoke about it with with regards to our relationship with Southampton. You know, a couple of players we were linked with, like, I think we saw this season, we were linked with Don Ballard. And, they, you know, people said, oh, why would they send him here again after how we treated Thierry Small? Uh, and I think there's also something to be had for it to be the other way around. You know, Sheffield United players are benefiting from coming on loan to us and playing a lot of games. I will, you know, if they if they come to us and say, "Oh, we've got another little, we've got another kid here who's decent," and we turn around and say, "Well, there's no point because we bet him into our side," and then you fuck him off somewhere else in January. What's the point? I think there's got to be, you know, some some level ground between the two clubs, and it's only in, you know, huge circumstances that, you know, players do get recalled for me and then try go up. Um, I think it's a lot more common from players to be recalled from League Two to go to League One than it is from League One to go higher than that because obviously the standard goes so ridiculously high in the Championship. And this isn't me saying Oli Arblaster isn't there because for me he is, but um, yeah, that's yeah, me. No. And to be honest, not every loan deal has a recall clause in, or that some recall clauses are if they're not making enough appearances and that. And the only way Ali Arblast is not making enough appearances for us is, God forbid, he got injured. But what a player. And just enjoy it because, like I say, I said it on one of the other podcasts, he's better than Michael O'Connor was. He's one of the best midfielders I've seen down Bale. Yes, he he's one of the best ones I've, I've seen. Um, and I think it's um, his awareness of the ball now that sounds ridiculous but i know what i mean in my own head um it so the i think the first one was did it get cleared wide and he read the he read the pass and he went over took a touch crossed the ball and and wilson had the little flick yeah um so there was was that one reference that i was going reference that because again he didn't have to think about it it's just it went to was just far enough in front of him his first touch was unbelievable yeah 
Um, but also there was the the second one for me was, I think we had either over it across, and he come out and um, and he kind of spun on it and went round two of their lads and then tried to go around another. I think he did actually drive a ball across the face of goal. Um, but again, he just knew just to push it far enough that he'd get round the defender. He knew he'd get round the defender. Um, and it's just being clever. And for me, if Crosby, you know, when he's called him in last night and has said to him, right, you're going on, just go and... It could have quite easily just go and be the best player on the pitch because that is what he was by a mile last night. Yeah, he was. And someone around me in Lawn Street, I heard him say that when was the last time Bale had players that were comfortable receiving the ball on the turn? Exactly. Just turn on the ball and you've got all blasters that were doing it. Divine did he once all blasters come on was feeding them into Chelsea Dorset and we've got players that actually can take that ball on the turn and they're gone because how good the touch was. And yeah. Yeah. And what I will say is all the subs made a big impact for me. Massey was fantastic when he come on. Wilson, big impact. Yeah. Planty, big impact. All blasted, fantastic. Who was the other sub? Uh, plant or blast? Uh... Massey Wilson. Yeah, Massey Wilson plant and blast. I want it. Didn't we make all five? I thought we made all five. Chessy, Chessy, come on with ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, Chessy was only on for ten minutes, but even the ten minutes made an impact. And I thought all five of the subs made a positive, massive impact. And you saw when they come on, the depth we got compared to them. Yeah, they were dead on the feet come the end. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure. How we didn't score, uh, but at off to their keeper. I think that save he makes from Wilson in the final minute is a is a, a good strong hand. Um, you two had a better view than me because Tom obviously you're up high in Lawn Street and John you were in the Avon. What was that one near the end where he got basically scrambled off the line because you couldn't see that much? Yeah, no, him. that was the one where he made a great That's save, but their defender just got there before Smithy. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it, yeah not... it, was, it was it was it was a good save. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think I think the whole thing was the subs did change the game. I think Massey was brilliant when he came on he yesterday. Was. And I said I give him a clean slate this season. Do you know what? I'm a Gab Massey fan. This yeah, well that's that's it. If, if, he's doing he's doing everything people have asked though, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. And he's doing everything I want from him. Has he scored yet? No, he hasn't. But I don't mind because he's doing everything that I want from him. And I, I like him in that two behind the front one. I don't like him as a sole striker. And we've seen him play there this season. I d- didn't rate him. But in that two behind the one, I tell you what, what a player he's looking. Yeah, well, because obviously Crosby changed it yesterday and he played next to Willow, didn't he? And he I, thought, I, I thought he played really well with his back to goal. He, I was going he to was say really that. He was strong yesterday. Yeah, and, stronger than I've seen him. Yeah, and there was a lot. There was a lot of positives on, on the whole, um, and I, re- I really think that like it shows that the squad is going in the right direction. I know a few people were saying it shows how weak the squad is, but I, I, I don't buy that. Yesterday, like I think, I think we we played well enough to do the job that Crosby wanted, which was win the game. Did he want to win it by penalties? No, but does it matter if you've won it by penalties? No, because there's no extra time. If there was an extra 30 minutes, I think he would have been seething about it. Yeah. Uh, but because there's no extra time, I think it's not, it doesn't really have that much effect, does it? No, so, when, just a quick, and when Planty come in, he scared the shit out of him as well. Oh, he, yeah, he did. 
be terrorising. But let's quickly move on because we've been gaining an hour 40 and Everton have just gone And I need to watch this cup draw without you, Pair, because you're all in front of me. (laughs) Yeah, and the cup draw's coming up. So, on the cup draw, Tom, have you done the veil random generator? I have. Who did you get? You won't add him and Eve it. Go on. Liverpool. Johnny, you got? I got Liverpool as well. And I got Man United. So, exited away then. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said it's, Brad, it's Bradford away for me, I think. Sutton. So, who do you want, Tom? Ideally, who do you want home or away? Uh, Liverpool and Anfield. That, Liverpool or Newcastle, both away. Yeah. Johnny? Um, my list is all away from home. Cardiff, yeah. Norwich, Brentford, Palace, Leicester, Middlesbrough, Chelsea, Blackburn, Everton, West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal, Brighton or Newcastle. You're such a box ticker. Yeah. <laughs> so forget about the grounds you haven't been to. <laughs> Where one do you team, want to go? Who do you want? Arsenal, West Ham, Liverpool, Everton. <laughs> I thought you were going to go the other way. <laughs> I was planning on it. So. <laughs> one. Give me one name. Give you one name? Yeah, one team. Everton. Everton. Yeah, the ground's are... closing down, isn't it? So. Yeah, it yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I'd have them next season at the, at the new one. At the new one, yeah. Well, we might have a championship next season at the new one. Yes, I'm getting carried away. And yes, Fucking I am joking. Hell. Yes, I am joking. <laughs> um, for me, I actually want someone at home, you know, because I can't remember the last time we had a big boy at Vale Park. Yeah. I'm going away from home purely for the money. No, I've and I get it. I get it. That. I do um, get it, but... Well, obviously, I don't know what the TV money is. We're more likely to be on tally at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that might subsidise the... Because we'll still get 14,000, 15,000. Yeah, some, some would say Brentford, but I don't class them as a big boy. I know that's disrespectful because they are a Premier League club and, you know, Ivan Tony come on and Bremen. Well, there, still only on eight, and... there was still only 8,500 there, weren't there? They only yeah. bought 1,000. They I'm wouldn't bring 500 big, big for the... You want someone who's going to sell out the away end regardless of what night it is. Yeah. When was... Playing Christmas bloody even, they'd sell it out. Yeah, I want a United, a Liverpool at home. And on the podcast after the Fleetwood game, I said I wanted crew in the second round because I wanted a shit League Two club at home. I got it. I said after that, I wanted Liverpool or United. So I'm going. I want Liverpool at Vale Park. Let's bring them down here. Let's see Jürgen Klopp on the touchline at Vale Park in front of Lawn Street. That's where I'm going. Why did you go Scouse when you said touchline then? Oh, the touchline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't realise it, did, but there we go. Uh, Johnny, we'll be back on Friday doing a transfer special. Yes, a couple of us will be. Um, Tom's decided to be selfish and have a birthday. <laughs> How dare you. So. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a long process of my birthday week, apparently. But yes, I'm going to, going to mini golf and stuff. One in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I, that, I, I don't want to get too drunk because obviously there is uh, there is the slight thing of a nice early day out at Oxford on Saturday. Top of the table clash. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm looking. I, I mean, we don't have particularly brilliant record down there, do we? No. But um, you know, well, fucking hell. Got to go and give as good as we're getting at the minute. I, we, yeah. I don't think we had a particularly good record at the Valley and we went there and won. Yeah, no one with you. Johnny, are we doing a very, very, very 60-second quick Oxford preview now or are we getting built into the transfer show on Friday? 
No, we'll do we'll do a very like you say a very quick one now. Go on, so right, right, <laughs> go on, then right. you've got sixty seconds. <laughs> no, that, that's fine. I think that's all we need, isn't it? Like right. we... sixty seconds, your time starts now. They've they've won four four of the six games this season. Um, lost two 0 to Cambridge and five one to Bristol City. Um, but since then they've gone one nil. Carlisle, 2-1 Derby, 3-1 Barnsley, 2-1 Charlton. Um, made some real good signings recently. Gregory, I think, is a fantastic signing. Um, Cameron Brannigan's still there. We, we, we know what he's about. Um, Josh Murphy, Ruben Rodriguez. Yeah, they, they, these, 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 these have got a good side. Um, so we're, we're going to have to be very, very careful of how we set up here. Um, I don't think it's going to be as expansive as we'd want. And I think it's going to be a very similar game, our side, to to how we played versus Reading. Um, I think we're going to look at sitting back, soaking it up and hitting them on the break. So, yeah, there you go. There, there's my quick review. Bang, there's your 60 seconds. Brilliant. So, there's your there we go. Andy's taxis will be taking people. Um, probably not to the airport at the minute with the air traffic control bollocks. Um, well, go. he won't be taking friend of the show, Jamie. He's booked a taxi through him and Andy's fobbed him off on one of his other drivers because he doesn't want to sit in the car with Jamie. Yeah, so I, I don't blame Facebook, him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Andy's taxis, Andy's away and avtiming.com for the time of the first goal and the goal scorer, Johnny, go. No goal scorer, nil-nil draw. Ooh, another clean sheet. Tom, go. 2-0 Vale, Ojo, Ooh. 14th minute. 1-0 Vale, 87th minute. I open Moretti and downs the fucker. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> downs the fucker. Right, OK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm going for. How many have we had any update on how many tickets we've sold? Somebody, somebody said it looks like there's about 200 tickets left when you go on the Vale link, so that's about 1200 tickets. That's good. Wow. We, I know we normally do travel quite well to Oxford, it's normally uh, quite a decent away end. Uh, yeah, so look forward to that. Well, it's decent until you're 4 0 down. Yes, yes, it wasn't so decent last year at 4 0. I've got more confidence in us that we'll hold our own this time. I don't think we're I don't think by any stretch of the imagination we're a bad side. So, no. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, that's it. So, we'll be back on Friday. I'll join you for a bit, Johnny, before we go to bed for a chance. Yeah, we'll, 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 do, we'll, do, we'll do a little bit Friday. Obviously, if the club turn around at some point on Friday and say, here's your signing, this is it, we're shutting up shop, we might not be back. Um, well, we, we might just do a quick half hour on whoever the signings are. I think we're all expecting ins and outs before then. Yeah, we're all expecting a few ins and outs, aren't we? But yeah, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be good just to talk about what's what's come in anyway and how we're feeling after five games. So yeah, and we are meeting quickly tomorrow night to have a chat around the quiz, put the final bits together. Brought to you by Ignite with an I. Ignite with an I. Nine. Yeah. We'll see, we'll, when this goes we'll out, we'll be eight days away from the event. Yeah. So get yourselves over to Ignite. Um, they'll do gas, electric, air conditioning, 
everything looking for commercial customers as well as domestic so it'll be there on the night have a chat with chris good bail fan good bloke and we've got 20 tables going on the night so really looking forward to it should be a cracking night and we'll release a bit more well we've released the times and everything doors are opening at seven but we'll know everything hopefully as of tomorrow night yeah and we'll we'll then start putting a bit more out on social media just to give everyone a bit of an idea of where when who what um, yeah, yeah, we'll be. How did you do that in the wrong guys? order, then, mate? <laughs> yeah, I did dinner. <laughs> yeah, and then we shall go and watch the draw. Yep. Yeah, let's go. So, ha- happy or unhappy with the League Cup draw? Let us know tomorrow when, when you when you've listened and you've seen the draw. So, until then, we'll be back hopefully Friday, um, depending on what happens. If not, it'll be Sunday, <laughs> I'd assume, because. Like, it's yeah. an away day, isn't it? We, yeah, we don't usually record after that. So, yeah, we'll be back Sunday. Um, and most importantly, get yourself down Johnny's Friday night to have an ale and up the veil. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a... Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, order make delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.